0: I'm your host, Gil Martin, I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we speak about everything New York Islanders. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. A milestone for Barry Trotz. We'll start with that. Plus, two Islanders forwards who need to get back on track, and we'll talk about what the Islanders can do to help them do that right now. And uh, we have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about on today's show. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, you have a question a comment about something on the show, or a topic you'd like us to talk about, please feel free to send us an email. The email address is LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR vs. NYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, again, the Islanders fresh off Monday night's 2 0 win over the New York Rangers. And, you know, winning is great. You get two in a row, you get into fourth place in the East Division uh, after that game, and all of those are big positives. But, you know what? You beat the New York Rangers and it's just a little sweeter. And the good news is, from an Islanders perspective, that the Islanders and Rangers have now met three times already this year and all of them have been at Madison Square Garden, which means that four of the remaining five games between these two teams will be played at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. And That bodes well, Islanders have already taken two out of three, and most of the remaining games will be at home, so, uh, you know, again, just a little positive, but the other thing is this, that win was the 850th career coaching victory for Islanders head coach Barry Trotz, and that moved him past Ken Hitchcock into third place on the NHL's all-time coaching win list. Now, he is 81 wins behind Joel Quenville and uh, has a lot longer to go before catching the all-time leader, Hall of Famer, Scotty Bowman. Bowman winning 1,244 games during his Hall of Fame career and here's the thing, you know, Trotz is 58, you gotta figure he's got some more time behind NHL benches if he wants them, and, you know, the 850 wins are remarkable, because, first of all, last year, he ends up with, you know, a run all the way to the Stanley Cup uh, semifinals, or the Eastern Conference Finals, inside the bubble, and in 2019, He wins his second Jack Adams Award as the NHL's best, you know, coach of the year. In two seasons with the Islanders, Trotz is 88, 54, and 19. And when you compare that record with the two seasons prior to that, seasons in which the Islanders indeed had John Tavares on their team, Uh, His record looks even that much more impressive when you think about it. And, you know, the other thing is this. The number would have been higher uh, as far as the number of career victories if his first career head coaching job was not with an expansion team. I mean, he took over the Nashville Predators in their first year of existence, and it took him five years to get them to the playoffs. They got to the playoffs in his sixth year, 2003-2004, and he did not win a playoff round until 2010-2011. So, think about it. If he would have been able to start his career just with an established team, you would have to add... Uh, at least, let's say, 10 wins, 5 to 10 year uh, wins per year to that total. So the 850 wins, extremely impressive. Won a Stanley Cup with the Washington Capitals back in 2018 and wins a playoff round in back-to-back years for the Islanders, something that the Islanders had not done in a very, very long time. So Barry Trotz got to at least acknowledge the impressive feat that he accomplished and is now third on the all-time wins list. I would say that he is 90% of the way toward clinching a berth in the Hockey Hall of Fame if he hasn't already done it. Perhaps the only obstacle is that he only has one Stanley Cup championship. You talk about the two people ahead of him. Uh, Joel Quenville has multiple Stanley Cups. Scotty Bowman has more Stanley Cups than he probably knows what to do with. And, you know, you think about guys like Al Arbor and uh, so many of the great coaches who... Won multiple Stanley Cups, Toe Blake, etc., etc., and that is the only thing that is keeping Trotz from, in my mind, guaranteeing his place in the Hall of Fame. I still think he gets it at this point, even if he hung it up at the end of this year, but uh, he's still, you know, one more cup and I think he's got it all clinched. By the way, Barry Trotz, 72 playoff wins in his career. That ranks 15th all time. So Trot's on his way uh, to moving up the charts in third. I don't know if he has enough time to, to pass Scotty Bowman. Uh, you know, you're talking about almost 400 wins more, a little less than 400 wins more to get there, but he's certainly going to give it a try. All right. We've got a lot more to get to. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day. We're going to talk a little bit about a couple of Islanders forwards who need to get into gear right now in order to uh, help solidify the offense. And we'll talk a little bit about lineup changes as well. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, it's time to talk about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. There's 18 amazing flavors, both with nuts and nut-free, and listen to just some of these flavors. Carrot Cake, Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Toffee Almond, German Chocolate, and Peanut Butter Brownie. Or you could talk about my personal favorite, Cookies and Cream. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and because they're low-calorie, low-sugar... High protein and high fiber, they are great for the keto diet. Let's talk about the Cherry barcia flavor. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You know we're covering everything you need to know about the Islanders, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right, so time for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we're going to take a trip back right now and wish a very happy 60th birthday to former Islanders defenseman Steve Conroyd. Conroyd, a native of Scarborough, Ontario, originally drafted by the Calgary Flames in the second round of the 1980 NHL entry draft, joined the Flames in 80-81 for four games, uh, and then became a regular, became an Islander late in the 1985-86 season, and was with the team until midway through the 88-89 campaign. So Conroyd, more of a defensive defenseman and a part of an Islander franchise that back then was in transition. As the members of the dynasty years got older and and their career started to wind down, Conroyd was one of those players who stepped in and tried to keep the Islanders competitive, and look, they made the playoffs in 86, in 87, and in 88, so the three years that he was with the team where they could have gone to the playoffs, they did, and Steve Conroy was definitely a reason for that. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. It's at the Brendan Byrne Arena in the Meadowlands, December 11th, 1986, Islanders and the Devils. Kelly Rudy is the Islanders goalie while the Devils started Chris Terreri. And uh, in this one, it was the Islanders breaking out second. Claude Loisel of the Devils scoring the first goal at 4.51, but that didn't even last one minute. Mike Bossy is 20th from Brian Trottier and Dwayne Sutter at 5.40, tied the game at one, and then first-period goals by Brian Trottier and Miko Makala gave the Islanders a 3-1 lead after 20 minutes, and yes, Steve Conroy picked up an assist on the Trottier goal. In the second period, the Islanders break the game wide open. Pat LaFontaine, a power play goal. Miko Makala, his second of the game. And then Steve Conroy, our Islanders' birthday of the day with his third of the year. Pat Flatley and Miko Makala on the assist. And then Brian Trottier scores, And all of a sudden, it's a 7-1 Islanders lead. The Devils got goals from Joe Sorella, Doug Sullivan, and Kirk Muller to make it a little respectable. But Pat LaFontaine seals the deal in the final minute. And uh, the Islanders skate away with an 8-4 victory over the New Jersey Devils. Lots of uh, fisticuffs in this one. Neil Coulter of the Islanders dropping the gloves with Steve Richmond of the Devils in the second period, and then later in the second period, Randy Boyd and Kirk Muller dropping the gloves, Boyd representing the Islanders, and Muller picked up an instigator. In the third period, Alan Kerr of the Islanders and Mel Bridgman of the Devils go at it, and then later in the game, Kerr and Ken Danico uh, have a fight at the final buzzer, so, lots of uh, rough stuff in this rivalry game between the Islanders and the Devils, but for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Steve Conroy, uh, a goal, and assist, a plus three, and his goal came on his only shot on goal. Meanwhile, Kelly Rudy, 29 saves to earn the win. Brian Trottier, and Miko Makala, each with two goals and an assist, Mike Bossy a goal and two assists, and Pat LaFontaine with a pair of goals. Old-time hockey at the Meadowlands in this one, but uh, a great game for Steve Conroyd. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Happy 60th to Steve Conroy, and we wish him all the best on his birthday. All right, uh, a couple of other things wanted to discuss. Uh, Simeon Varlamov, in addition to picking up his third shutout of the young season, he accomplished something that no Islanders goaltender has ever done. And, you know, you go back to 1972 when this franchise was born, and Simeon Varlamov essentially uh, became the first Goalie in Islanders franchise history to shut out the New York Rangers twice in one season. If you recall, he had the shutout in the season opener. So uh, Varlamov setting a, a new standard for the Islanders in this rivalry with the New York Rangers, and definitely uh, a nice positive. And and the thing about Varley is. That he played so well and the way he played, stopping, you know, the Panarin breakaway and a number of other quality scoring opportunities, not only does that make the team feel better that, you know, they can make a mistake and it's not necessarily going to end up in the back of the net, but it gives confidence to the hockey team in front of him that, you know, they have a little bit of a margin for error, and, you know, it really makes a difference in the thought process of the Islanders when Varley is on his game, and it's so difficult to actually get the puck into the net against him. So, uh, great job by Varlamov. Meanwhile, Matthew Barzal, uh, seven points over his, uh, excuse me, eight points over the last six games, and he has a six-game scoring streak. He is by far the Islanders' best offensive weapon so far this year, and it really is showing, so uh, let's see how long Barzi can keep the, uh, the offensive point streak going, and for all of those fans who were concerned in training camp when Matthew Barzal was a holdout, uh, in this day and age, athletes come into training camp in shape, and Barzi certainly did, and he was ready when the puck dropped to start this season. So 12 points in 11 games for Barzy, and that only means good things for the New York Islanders. All right, we're going to talk about two Islanders forwards who need to get on track and maybe how they can do that. We've got a lot more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. So, Islander fans, maybe you could use your knowledge of the New York Islanders to earn yourself some money. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. So, you you want to bet on it? They pretty much have you covered. Real time updated odds are on the site and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to BetOnline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So if you put $100 in, they'll add $50 to your account absolutely free. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Islander fans, every Wednesday on Locked On NHL, you could take a deep dive into the Western Conference with Sarah Avampato of Locked On Kings and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers. Whether it's a look at the top end contenders like Vegas and Colorado, or breaking down the rebuilds of the Kings and Blackhawks, Locked On NHL has you covered on Western Conference Wednesdays. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. So I wanted to talk about a couple of players who are struggling offensively so far this season, and it is not necessarily completely their fault that they're struggling, but these are players who, again, the Islanders, a team that doesn't always have a lot of firepower on the ice. They need to get these guys going. And the first one that I'm going to talk about is Jean-Gabriel Pajot, who has one goal and four points in 11 games so far this season. And look, Pajot sees time on the second power play unit. He still is very helpful to this team defensively. And still provides very good work in the faceoff circle. But for the most part, part of the problem for Pajot is that he has had a revolving door on his wings all season long. And, you know, we're 11 games into the campaign right now. And I understand early on that Barry Trotz wants to get a feel. For his players, and wants to see what kind of chemistry exists and how some of these guys work together. But I guess the real question is, who hasn't played on the wings with Jean Gabriel Pagiot on that third line? At one point or another, uh, Josh Bailey has been there. Michael Dalcole has been there. Oliver Wallstrom has played on his wing. Uh, and. Uh, Excuse me, Ross Johnston, Leo Komarov, Kiefer Bellows, Austin Zarnik, uh, Dimitro Timoshev, all of these players and a few others have spent time on the third line playing wing next to Jean-Gabriel Pagel for, you know, at least five minutes in a game. And the time is coming very soon where you need a little bit more consistency in the lineup. And to me, I I like what I've seen so far from Oliver Wallstrom. Uh, He has a heavy shot. He seems to be learning what is expected of him in the Barry Trotz offense. And I would like to see him in the lineup more often. Uh, To me, Ross Johnston, you know what he gives you? His effort. He's not going to score a lot, but he has use especially in more physical games against larger teams. I think he will see some time on this third line. Michael Dalcole, you know, especially in the game against Pittsburgh on uh, Sunday, excuse me, Saturday, really showed what he's capable of doing, but he's not going to add a lot of firepower to the line with Jean-Gabriel Pajot. So, what the Islanders need to do, I think you at least have to have one more guy on the third line with Pajot who can put the puck in the net, whether that's Wallstrom or Bellows. uh, Someone's got to be on that line, or maybe, you know, Josh Bailey drops down to that line, possibly while he's struggling, and you help get, you know, both of these players who are looking to improve off the schneid, so to speak. But, To me, one thing that Pajot needs is a little more consistency with who he's teamed with in the lineup, and that, I think, will help J.G. Pajot get back on track offensively. As for Bailey, I am not ready to panic yet. To me, you know, Josh Bailey, one goal, two assists, three points in 11 games, that's not going to get it done for a top-six forward Uh, obviously he is missing Anthony Bevilier out there, and I think that, you know, you can't panic with a guy like Bailey, but maybe moving him down to the third line for a couple of games would be a good idea. It could help jumpstart Pajot and Bailey, and, you know, basically when you get back to a full lineup. When Bevilier returns, uh, you know, then maybe you go back to the Nelson, Bevilier, and Bailey line, but until then, maybe you could drop Bales down to the third line, or maybe, you know, you keep mixing up the lines and keep Bailey in your top six, but Bales hasn't been himself, really. The, the Josh Bailey we saw in the playoffs last year has not been the Josh Bailey we've seen on the ice so far this year and the Islanders really do need to find a way to get him to get back on track with a veteran like Bailey who has the hockey intelligence and the vision on the ice you know he's going to get his points over time you know the the old expression is that by the end of the summer uh, by the end of the season rather you know his statistics will match the back of his hockey card, but you got to get him jump-started and maybe moving the lines around a little or dropping him down to that third line temporarily might be uh, a good idea for him. So, we'll keep an eye on Bailey, we'll keep an eye on Pajot, but these are two players that the Islanders need to get going if they hope to take their offense, to a more acceptable level. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. We have a new show that drops every Monday through Friday, with the shows drop around 12.30 a.m., just a little after midnight. Night Owls can listen before bed early risers if you subscribe to the show. It'll be waiting in your inbox and your podcatcher of choice. Tomorrow, we will have a preview of the Islanders game at the Nassau Coliseum against the Pittsburgh Penguins, and a whole lot more, so make sure you join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders!